Out there on social media, there are a lot of get-rich-quick videos. Okay, I'm going to show you how to make $900 in three hours using this stupid easy side hustle. Here's a really easy side hustle that even an 11-year-old could do. Check this out. And one of these types of videos in particular has argued that the best way to make money without working is by taking advantage of a hot housing market and investing in real estate. Well, and I want to share in this video with you some ways that you can get started in real estate. With no- I'm going to share with you my dirty little secrets to start getting rental properties now with no money. And I'm going to tell you exactly where you should be looking to buy your first rental property. In some of these videos, people show how successful they've been by flaunting their luxury cars and flashy lifestyles. Our colleague Will Parker has been watching a lot of these videos. And they want you to jump on board with them, give them some cash so they can make you rich like them, and you can live a fabulous, ostentatious lifestyle like they do. And do you have to work? (laughs) Well, no. The way it's pitched is that this is a passive investment. You just give this guy all this money, and he makes the investment work and pays you returns. Because, you know, he needed he needed your cash in order to buy this big apartment complex or, or whatever building. The whole pitch is that you, you don't need to work or worry about it. You can make money passively without having to manage the day-to-day. You just watch it go up and down and hopefully it goes up. But now, as the housing market cools, these supposed sure-thing investments are not such a sure thing. And one apartment empire shows just how quickly it can implode. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbach. It's Tuesday, May 30th. Coming up on the show, the hype around real estate investing and the story of one of the biggest foreclosures in America in over a decade. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange-traded funds with GlobalX ETFs. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started. Those get-rich-quick videos have reached a lot of people, including one guy in Texas named Jay Gajavelli. He immigrated to the U.S. years ago from India and built a career in corporate IT. And at some point within the last decade, probably like six or seven years ago, he started to look for a way out of that nine-to-five office job life. And what he found was real estate investing. Gajavelli found Brad Sumrock online. Sumrock wears sharp suits and drives a Ferrari. And in his videos, he tells people that they can make money just like he did through real estate deals. If I can do what you could do, it, many of my students are now following in my footsteps and they're going out and buying 20, $25 million buildings, uh, which previously probably would have been unheard of. 
you join Brad and you join his elite membership programs, some of which cost you know, $35,000 a year to join and have names like Millionaire Multifamily Mastermind. And the idea is that he shows you and connects you with people who can teach you to do what he did. You know, quit your nine to five job that you are tired of and collect rent instead. And this vision appealed to Gajavelli. The term for this kind of investing is real estate syndication. A real estate syndicator is basically an investor who goes out and he raises money from dozens, sometimes hundreds of people in smaller investments. These syndications really took off in America's Sunbelt, the South and Southwestern parts of the country. And the properties these syndicators often bought were aging apartment complexes. There's thousands and thousands of these units, and many of these buildings need some work uh, and haven't had a lot of attention paid to them recently. And a strategy of buying specifically these sort of neglected, cheaper uh, apartment complexes that house a, a really large portion of the American working class became a really popular investment with a lot of real estate groups starting in the mid to late 2010s. During this time, a lot of Sunbelt cities like Atlanta, Dallas, and Phoenix were booming. People were moving there, they needed places to live, and the housing market was on fire. Syndicator investors saw lots of opportunity. They would buy these old complexes and spruce them up a bit, put in new kitchen countertops, upgrade the washing machines, give them a fresh coat of paint, and then they'd jack up the rents, often by double digits. For Gajavelli, this kind of investing offered him the out he was looking for. And he was psyched. Some people who have met Jay or invested with him described him as kind of a, a friendly grandfather type who is somewhat quiet and reserved until he starts talking to you about real estate and about doing deals with him. And he, he lights up and is, is very cheerful and enthusiastic. Will tried to reach Gajavelli, but he didn't respond to requests for comment. Gajavelli dove into real estate investing. And from the outset, he was very ambitious. He created a company called Apple's Way Investment Group, and he started raising millions of dollars to buy huge apartment complexes. One of his strategies to attract investors was with his own videos on YouTube. Uh, welcome to Fountain's Portfolio, a beautiful 400 units uh, apartment complex. In some of them, he stands at the entrance to an apartment complex, wearing a tucked-in polo shirt, black jeans, and mirrored shades. Let's talk about why you want to invest into this property. In fact, the property is located amazing location at the busy intersection of Highway I-20. To attract the investors he needed to raise this kind of money, Gajavelli promised fast, big returns. He was pitching that he would be able to double or more than double people's money by the end of the investment period once we, you know, jack up the rents and sell the property again sometime in the next three to five years. So that was the plan. Who were his investors? There were a lot of people that invested with Jay that had sort of a similar background. They were either Indian immigrants like himself, or they worked in information technology jobs. And that was certainly a significant portion of, it, of his investors. 
He really starts to crank things up in 2021, where he's buying buildings with hundreds of apartments that cost tens of millions of dollars. He's buying them on sort of the the outskirts of Houston, wedged between car dealerships and cloverleaf exits of the interstate that are, you know, some of the more lower-income housing that exists in Houston. And that is his focus, is, is that type of property. And it worked. Using the money he raised and loans, Gajavelli acquired several sprawling apartment complexes that Apple's Way would manage. By early 2022, his company owned more than 7,000 apartments, valued at over half a billion dollars. Gajavelli had become one of Houston's biggest landlords in the span of just a few years. He was still looking to do more. I mean, he wasn't like, I made it, I've got this big property empire, now let me take care of it. It was, let's keep growing, let's keep doing this. And he's putting more videos on YouTube and looking to raise more money. Even though it's late into 2022 and interest rates are so much higher and the real estate market is cooling just about everywhere, Jay is still hoping to keep going ever upwards. But then, Gajavelli's empire came crashing down. That's next. Looking to invest? Start your journey by exploring exchange-traded funds with GlobalX ETFs. Exchange-traded funds, or ETFs for short, create baskets of stocks, bonds, and other assets that you can buy in a single trade. GlobalX specializes in ETFs that track emerging trends, like the rise of artificial intelligence, as well as strategies aimed to generate income potential. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to discover how you can get started. When did cracks start to show in Gajavali's business? At one of these apartment complexes in Houston that Jay owned, it's called Timber Ridge, and dozens of tenants had complained about massive rat infestations, several feet high piles of uncollected trash in the parking lot, mold, roaches, abandoned units that squatters were living in, crime happening at the apartment complex due to a lack of security. At one point, the mailboxes had been vandalized such that no one could receive mail. As the owner of the property, Gajavelli was supposed to take care of the apartments. But conditions continued to worsen, and tenants complained to the city. Frustrated rent payers from the Timber Ridge Apartments on Fleming took to City Hall with posters, reiterating sentiments about what they called deplorable living conditions. That include The mayor of Houston ended up going out there and giving a press conference. The situation that the people are living in right now is deplorable. And none of us would want to live in it. And, you know, it's pretty rare that the mayor of one of the largest cities in America decides it's worth his time to go out and visit like a single messed up apartment complex. But that happens in this case. It, it reaches that level where where the city gets involved. And what did that mean for Gajavelli and his business? The problem that Jay is facing at this time is that his business plan to jack up the rents at this place is not working because People there, you know, don't have more money to, to pay extra rent. And 
the conditions are so bad that they are leaving or refusing to pay. And not much is happening to make that situation better. And did he ever say why he wasn't maintaining the buildings? Most of the investors that we talked to don't get a lot of information from Jay. They're not getting super in-depth updates on what's going on with these properties. And many investors said they didn't know about this situation with the mayor and uh, the violations at the property until later. Gajavelli didn't respond to Will's questions about the Timber Ridge Apartments. Then last year, the skyrocketing rents and rising property valuations started to plateau because the Fed raised interest rates to their highest level in years. How does that affect his business? So Jay and his company, like many others, financed their purchases with floating rate loans. A floating rate loan means that a borrower starts out paying one interest rate, but at some point, that rate starts to fluctuate. What did that mean for Gajavelli? At this point, he's under way more pressure now because, you know, in some of these loans, what he owes the lender is now twice as high mm. as what it was when he got started. So that wipes out, you know, whatever rental income he has coming in or nearly wipes it out really quickly. And then when interest rates, you know, basically double over the course of the next year, you know, then he's really he's really sweating it then. And rents are not rising like they were either. The housing market is cooling a bit. So the business plan, I would say, by the end of last year, is pretty close to falling apart. And in April, it did. Four of Gajavelli's properties, with 3,200 apartments, went into foreclosure, including Timber Ridge. This is definitely one of the biggest apartment building foreclosures since the financial crisis. Nationally. Yeah. Investors were sideswiped by the news. You know, a lot of investors didn't really know that could happen. They didn't know that interest rates could wipe out your investment and they feel like they, they weren't being told what was really going on. And uh, to some extent, you know, they didn't, they didn't want to have to know, right? They expected to just be able to sit back and collect cash from these apartment buildings. And are there any protections for the investors? From what we understand talking to, you know, securities law experts is that it's very, very difficult to organize, uh, like, say, a class action or, or bring claims as a group in these syndication deals. And for the time being, we don't have any direct evidence of behavior by Jay that would be illegal. And, you know, it's a difficult uh, legal situation generally. Next week. A fifth Apple's Way complex in Houston with more than a 1,000 apartments is scheduled to be sold at a foreclosure auction. Renters will still be able to stay in their apartments for now. So this is a story about one situation that has gone wrong. Does it say something bigger about the housing market and where we're headed? It says that the rental housing market, at least parts of it, got really overheated by investment activity and that rents can't just skyrocket forever and that you can't just buy every 
lower rent building on the outskirts of every American city and expect to be able to boost the rents up by 20% every year. And there may be thousands of these small investors who find out those realities firsthand and lose lose their money. And there's been this mantra that had been preached by a lot of people in real estate that, you know, everyone needs a home. There's so much demand. Rent is so safe and only goes up. That is being tested right now by an overheated market. That's all for today, Tuesday, May 30th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in today's episode by Conrad Poutier and Shane Shifflin. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.